You are listening to Flipping the Narrative. Come and flip with us. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Flipping the Narrative. And today is all about sex, 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 and more sex, but specific to women, which we really, really do not talk about enough, especially as Filipinas. So I cannot wait. I am so pilig. I'm not quite titillated <gasps> yet, but... I am so killing so to be welcoming our guest today. And we'll get to that in just a second. But first, I wanted to greet poor Luis, who's blushing here like a... <laughs> Hello, totally good evening. <laughs> Thank you. Good afternoon. I am I am also excited. I, I, I'm sure I can bring in... I mean, you know, I don't have quite the vagina, but I am sure that I can comment on stuff about pleasure and sex myself. I'm very excited. Bambina, how are you? Well, I've been told I have a magic pussy. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> and only one person in this conversation has actually seen it. <laughs> That's true. Okay, then I have to say I'm responsible it's for the magic. Me. I swear to God, yes. it's not me. I swear to God, it's not me. <laughs> without so me, there funny. would be no magic, remember? There you go. And so folks, the magician the, with us the, today. Wait, Bams, the bearer of the magic wand. Please, fire away. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> One and only Dr. Tere Hanson, who is everyone's favorite ob <laughs> When she's not looking up everyone else's vagina, she's actually bringing life into the world. So Thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad we were able to catch you. I know. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Hey, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. To I have know. you. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> right so if anyone here is hearing our audio and you're hearing a buzzing yeah. sound it's not the mic <laughs> that's why an hour isn't enough exactly but just in case i see so many i mean vaginas in different ages and different mm-hmm. stages yep. in different like like leads. i don't know which where do we go to do we go to our our vaginas, like our age group. <laughs> so, okay, where where really I was super curious to bring this conversation because what we're trying to do is explore who we are as Filipinos. And of course, yeah. we can't really have one answer to that. No? Yeah. But in this day and age, for many of us, we're not anymore the, you know, I have to, I have to cover my vagina in roses and a, a chastity belt and hopefully. Yeah. So I am curious as to where where are we now in terms of pleasure and the Philippines? Well, you know, it really depends on the age group that you talk. That's why mm-hmm. I told you, like, you know, our age group is like, I mean, I feel, I see so many, so like sad, repressed vaginas. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you know, and it's sad. because, like, when you think about like, and it really comes from like, from how we were brought up. I yeah. mean, there's just so much of it that comes from that. And then it's sad because we're in that age already now that we're menopausing. Mm. And of course, the vagina's changing. Yep. But then just to find out that we never really enjoyed the vagina when we should have. Right. Ain't God, that a bitch? That is no. tragic. I mean, it is. You can't, you can't slip away. Yeah. I mean, because, <laughs> because the trouble with my vagina, although there's so many new things huh, with the like, vaginal rejuvenation and all of that mm. kind of stuff now. I mean, which I like, and I like, I like it when women talk about it and ask about it. 
But the trouble is with us, huh, like our age group, there's like just so mental, there's so much mental hangups. Like it's so, really, it's hard. Yeah. Maybe, Are you saying it's maybe, different with younger women now? Nowadays. Well, yeah, because you know, like I, like we now, like we have daughters mm-hmm. and I, ha- I have so much fun when I have like, like our age and they're bringing their daughters to me. So like I'm the good cop and I'm the bad cop. And then I kick out the mom. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But like, our mothers would never do that, right? Like never no. ever. Like it was really a sin. I mean, yeah. to talk about this. Absolutely. I mean, we would really be burning in hell now talking about Absolutely. the violence. I mentioned before we even started, I said, you know, I really thought Satan was in that area. Parang, you're yeah. not allowed to yeah. think about it, touch it, look at it. Yeah. You were going to hell. That yeah. was just the entryway to hell. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Although, okay. But the thing is now, so I meet a lot of these young vaginas mm-hmm. who are, okay, but they know so much. Like, it's really like, to me, amazing what they know. And that's why, well, with me and what I deal with, I don't have any of those like, um, well, accidental pregnancies. I don't, because they come to me, these young girls are on the pill. They know what to do. But, okay, you know what happens with the vagina now? There's a lot of like fucking scary, creepy, crawly creatures now. Mm. Like that, oh, no. H- no, that HPV thing, that virus. Yeah. It's really true and it's really out there. That human papilloma virus. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. these viruses, like it's yeah. not just COVID, but I have this HPV that literally can cause cervical cancer. So, I mean, so Tara, really I'd like to ask you, and, and maybe this is a bit more of a medical angle, but I think for, yeah. Philip, for women out there, yeah. it's important That's to talk true. about this. Yeah. No, it really I, is. I definitely had my daughter vaccinated for HPV. Thank you. For Thank sure. you so much. Very and, good. Um, Thank yeah, you. My mom being my mom, right? But yeah. I'm also curious about, so my mother is a dermatologist, but also a dermatopathologist. Yeah. Yes. And I, I mentioned the pathologist part of it because she's seeing some of the funkiest infections from some of the funkiest bugs and critters. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it is because out of necessity in COVID, we've had to really be disinfecting, disinfecting, disinfecting. Yeah, that's right. But of course, then we see this incredible yeah. imbalance in the microbiota of yeah. the skin. That's example, right. right. So I'm wondering, are you seeing, because I know, unfortunately, well, from what I know scientifically, yeah. you can validate or tell uh-huh. me I'm wrong. In this country, I still find that so many women feel that they need their vaginas smelling like roses, so they have to use a vaginal wash. They have to, yeah. you know, correct something in the vagina which can throw off also the microbiota diba yeah no that's true you can't be you can't be overly clean with my vagina although okay i tell them i don't mind the washes because that's just like shampoo smelling outside but it's more the insides of my vagina that there's just a natural normal way that the body will cleanse and that's why i see like like you don't have to stick things inside there those douches and whatever because right? you're going to kill my good bacteria. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So in a way, although of course, you know, now I have tampons, mm. but now I have menstrual cups, which also, yeah. by the way, going back <laughs> to things that get large, although it is more eco-friendly. <laughs> can you imagine like with us, we were like, can you imagine us talking about the tampon with our mom? Oh, like our moms, like and tampons. They would have like really like, oh, you're going to put something in your vagina, tampon. 
<laughs> no, you me. weren't supposed to put the vagina, oh, I mean, a tampon until you got married. Yeah. You got more so a tampon, right? You're going to yeah. break your hymen. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> not for me, obviously. Uh, no, but it's yeah. like you're not going to be a virgin by the time you get to your, to, yeah. you know. Well, remember, husband. that's why with yeah. us, I mean, there was, I mean, we could never even mention the word pill. Like if, like they found oh. you taking the pill, like, totally. Oh my God! You would really be like excommunicated. Yeah, right? because you were a prostitute. You were basically yeah. a slut. Right? Yeah, uh, that's no. that's right. I mean, I, I I would see this with my mom, and and she was incredible because she was always very open about this. And so, a lot of women health issues I learned uh, from when I was very very young, and I was very aware of many of these things. So you know, obviously from uh, washes, no washes to you know lubrication to absolutely that was very 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 important um my my question to you uh therese is there's another thing that i I realized we're talking about pleasure um a bit early on in the episode but um i have spoken to a few doctors about women who come from the provinces and they still seem to be they take showers and they don't look at their bodies and and it's incredible nowadays where they will it's they don't touch themselves even to wash even for basic hygiene. This is not even going to pleasure. But I I wonder, you get people who you know come from you know every strat of society, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I'm worried about how misinformation can actually cause a lot of problems because of something like this as basic as cleaning yourself wow. and looking look at yourself. And know your body so that you can actually perform better. Yeah. Well, no, like totally. I mean, the more you go out of like Manila, fair enough. It's like, it gets really sad. Like, I mean, not even just for basic like health issues, like getting a pap smear, in fact, is like even forgotten. I mean, because they just feel that area is just so sacred. and Forgotten. Yeah. And nothing... I mean, should touch it in that sense. Like, it's just sacred. Then what more but to have fun with it? What more but, like, even going that angle. And this is just the basics of taking care that you're bringing up. Then what more but, like, have fun with it, enjoy it. And that was, like, never, ever, like, for us here in our country. And this is really where, well, true enough. (laughs) Well, hello. On my side, you're talking about vaginas, but... They used to tell me that if I masturbated, I would grow hair in my right hand or left, oh, depending yeah. on if I was lefty or not. <laughs> or go blind. <laughs> or yeah. go blind. Absolutely. Yeah. Go blind. Yeah. Well, then again, well, that, that's why, like, I mean, going back to that, I mean, okay, pap smears, then like pills. You know, one thing I hate here is I'm so limited with like choices of contraception. Oh. Yeah. Even pills, there's just so. And it's weird. Huh? I don't know why the drug companies, they don't really bring it in. I don't have choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, it's really just sad. And I mean, it's just that we have to have choices. That's just what we want. Right? I but I'm so limited. Yeah. I yeah. was talking earlier about the policing of women's bodies. So, ah. so what, what we're allowed to show. And it goes both ways. There, there's this thing in the news just now about, was it the Danish... Um, handball team or something or norwegian where norwegian they they kept saying i don't want we don't want to wear these little tiny bikinis to perform oh yeah that's right that's true right yeah that's right 
and they had to pay like an amount or something. They had to pay a, yes. a fund. Yeah, on a fund. the other hand, there's another long jumper who needs to wear these teeny tiny things, and she's being told them under too revealing. Right? <laughs> like there always seems to be some level or yeah. burkas swimming yeah. in Europe. Yes or no? Parang there's so much just policing of women's bodies, and I think. I don't know what that is. A lot of it is obviously religion. A lot of it is culture. Um, yeah. But yeah. Preserving the patriarchy. Right? Preserving the patriarchy, for yeah. sure. And that's also part of that Madonna whore complex, right? We want the mothers of our children to be pure. And mm-hmm. then we take our pleasure. You know, we seek our pleasure with a, you know, prostitute or the bad girls, right? The good girl, bad girl. Okay. So, you know, it's men's minds as well that are warped and they warp ours women's minds in the process. That's what actually I was going to say that I really liked about what Louis shared is I find that two two things, no, for us of our generation, as as the doctor keeps saying, I find that some of us who are trying to be more progressive are doing a great job, right? Our daughter. Yeah, that's true. We're not necessarily talking to our son about it. So while our daughters might be learning to be, hey, my period isn't so embarrassing, whatever, we're also not talking to our sons about, yeah, I'm on my period. I bleed from my vagina. It's not a big deal. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like we're wow. not having these conversations with our boys, our cis boys. But there's a, another thing. I read a wonderful book called Sex and, well, two of them, Sex and uh, Girls and Sex and Boys and Sex by Peggy Orenstein. Fantabulous book. And one of the things she said that really struck me, she said, you're trying to be a progressive mom, a progressive parent. So you talk to your girls about the pill, menstruation, loving your body. We don't talk about pleasure still. So that we'll talk about not getting pregnant. But when they're hooking up their first hookups, we're not talking about the fact that, no, it's not just about pleasuring your partner. You have to feel pleasure. That's the whole reason to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like a good girls don't hook up. They What's also worrisome to me, um, and, and this is a, a, a real example, however, which way you want to talk about it. Um, we, we put such price on virginity oh, that it is actually such um, a problem for health. And the reason I say this, it's and, and people might not understand this, but from very close doctor friends, we're saying, I had uh, a young girl come in and say she had AIDS, but she was a virgin. So people were trying to understand, okay, so what's going on? And so what's, what was happening is that the price on virginity was so high that they were having anal sex unprotected and getting infected with HIV. And that to me was astonishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of, of that issue, now we're not allowed to just have just sex or, or be virgins. We, can't, we cannot not arrive to marriage without being a virgin. And what's well, the hymen? It's just a membrane. Right? That's true. That's what I tell yeah. my girls. Yeah. Mm. It really is just an elastic membrane, right? Yeah. It's an elastic although membrane. They're, although they're tight ones. They're literally like true, ones true. I actually have to like cut Break. so that they can have sex. I mean, it's reached 
Yeah, I know, right? Like poor couples, like they're married and they just can't do it because literally she has a hymen that's like as thick as this. And Sorry, or he has a very small stick. Like, like, <laughs> okay, don't no, be nasty. Literally hymens that are that thick and we have to do a procedure to like really so open that, it yeah. up. But yeah. Condition. There's a there's an interesting show on Netflix called Tech Education, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really rather progressive. It's obviously very graphic. Anyone who's mm-hmm. listening, don't it's not for your kids. Uh-huh. Particular parents, right? Um, maybe 18 and up. It, it is quite graphic, but it is really interesting in its treatment of things like that. Like that. Yeah. Require yeah. intervention. Yeah. That's right. All these things. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So it's really like different kinds of vaginas, really, that I have. <laughs> I think no, it really starts from from how what how we call you know we we're also so coy about what we call them when we're yeah. when we're kids. The ISS, your flower, your flower, yeah, your birdie. You yeah. know, we have to stop that. We have to call it what it is, yeah. right? But, and now that's so, I, but now I'm so happy. I have like really like like young ladies, like women who are really taking care of themselves. And I kind of say like, you just, I mean, I mean, if you're having sex, I always have a no judgment for me, but you just really have to like take care of yourselves. Like you just really, really just have to own it with no judgment. Although of course the trouble is, you know, there are some still doctors, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. Very, that's where I really get like, who judge and I kind of feel in a way like what? yeah no really like I had this one and she was a foreigner and she was literally looking for like a plan b like a morning after pill and oh my god when she came to me she literally like I was the fourth obstetrician and she was in tears because each obstetrician that she had just walked in was literally being so like judgmental I was so embarrassed like, literally that exact experience happened to me See? when I was married and I decided I did no, no, I was dating. I didn't want to have a baby yet. And so I asked yeah. for after pill and you know, me. Yeah. And that was here. And that was here. And oh my goodness, the judgment and the abject. No, I will not give you that. But I'm dude, the double dose of, I mean, the, I mean, not. but you can buy it so, here. It, it exists here. Actually, you know, it's on Shopee. <laughs> Oh my God! Insider tips. Insider For people who are listening, that is not to say to practice irresponsible sex. It's true. Sex. It's really, I would not. Re- I'd rather you be on the pill properly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, use condoms. We're gonna get into trouble here. But I think this is a very, very perfect yeah. platform, right? right? Yeah. 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 Right. But it is at least available on Shopee. Absolutely. But thank God for Shopee. Don't hoard and submit <laughs> as an ibuprofen. This really is supposed yeah, to be. That's true. You are practicing responsible reproductive yeah. health and contraception. <laughs> yeah. And then shit happens and there's yeah. an emergency yeah well, at least yeah, that's true and it's still like a, the plan b is like 99.5 percent while you taking the pill property is 110 percent effective so that we can clarify some things because some people don't want to be on the pill because of the potential risk uh, for breast cancer right but yeah. being on the pill does also help increase them on your chances 
of not getting is it ovarian? Ovarian. Correct. Yeah. Ovarian. That's true. But you know, like the studies really up to now on the pill, there really is no connection yes. with breast. Because mm-hmm. remember, we have hormones, regardless if you take the pill or not. So when you take oral contraceptive pills, I just modify it. In fact, I lessen it. So you don't have the ups and downs with ovulation. So it won't. I mean, it does not cause breast cancer at all. But okay, when you are menopause and you no longer have hormones, and then let's say you start taking hormones, which is okay. I mean, for the skin and the happy vagina, which is fine. But science has seen that if you take it, well, after a certain amount of years, like five years and beyond, and at a certain dose, that it has really a small risk for breast cancer. But again, I mean, it's a risk that one each individual should decide on. Yeah. I mean, I meet women who are menopausic who are going crazy and they need HRT. So I'm literally not going to scare like, oh my God, you're going to take HRT and get breast cancer. I'm not. I'm just saying there is a risk. But it's all about quality of life. You make choices, right? There's and a risk of getting hit by a bus when you go out of your house. Yeah. So it's just choices. That's just what I want. It's just choices. Choices and options, right? Which here, with no judgment from anyone, right? Amen. Man, I mean, seriously, amen to that. <laughs> right? We yeah, have more choices. We just we have to get that on several t-shirts and just wear it all the yeah. time. I was See? like a teenager and then I had to go, I don't even remember why, Dr. Manahan, right? Okay. And yeah, because all the situations before were all men. They yes, were all men but, here. But, I mean, I wasn't yeah. pregnant. It was just a normal, normal checkup, but. I was sitting there and then they called my name and they said, Mr. Olivares. And I said, Miss. And everyone like, looked at me like, Why are you here? Yeah. You're but, but why? Why is there, even in the waiting room, there's judgment? I'm like, hello. Yeah. At the I time, I, I can imagine the judgment yeah. was intense, like so intense at the time. And there were just like, like male obstetrician gynecologists at the time. Yeah, that's what it was. Although, you know what I do hate, you know, going back to that HPV, I mean, just to bring it out there, you know, I just, it, a condom doesn't protect you against it. I mean, you don't even know that you have it. Like, yes, it's the same category of HPV that causes warts, right? That dermatologists do like cauteries and things like that. But the HPV that I'm scared of, you don't see it. It's like a ghost. Like, it's not like, and it, and the one that causes cervical cancer is a sexually transmitted disease. It is an STD. So you just get it through sex. You don't get it from a towel. You don't get it from a toilet bowl. You don't get it from food. Yeah, you get it from sex. So the thing is, and rubbers don't protect you. I mean, pills don't protect you from that. So ironically, no, what would protect you from HPV is like literally you and your partner, you both have to be virgins. And that's the only time that you can like, okay, we're not going to get it. Or vaccinated, doctora, no. The trouble, you know, the vaccine, unfortunately, just like my COVID vaccine, like the latest one I have is Gardasil 9. So it's only against nine types, but I have like 20 more types Uh, of virus. So ironically... Mother Nature, again, has intervened. 
yep. on the topic of celibacy and abstinence and given up and is giving some sort of judgment there. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, I, I love that you brought that up because, you know, I don't, when we're talking about choice, I think key there is also to say, you don't have to be having sex either. There are people yeah. who would prefer to wait. Who That's true. Who, and it's know, fine. Yeah, and part of the LGBTQIA, if I'm not mistaken, is asexual. People who just don't get that excited about it oh, or want so to have it. Is, there's an A. There's an, there's oh, an A. Oh, that, um, like so many letters already there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I just like to say queer and leave it under the big Q. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, and I think I think that's an important part also. This isn't about trying to get everyone horny and having sex all the time either. Yeah. If we're going to be talking about choice, then yeah, support everyone no matter what they're doing. Yeah. Because I, I really, you know, I have to truly say I'm seeing so much of the HPV. So in fact mm. now, yeah, so in fact now we're actually saying we want to do HPV tests more often than pap smears. Oh, interesting. Wow. So that it, yeah, just to let it out there. Because this is something new, huh? It's something very new that we kind of feel. So a pap smear, remember, it's like cervical cancer. And we catch it while it's precancerous and then cancerous. So HPV infection is like one of the, like CIN1, like your first stage. So that's why now we're kind of like HPV tests. HPV tests, we do it more, especially with the single women. We do an HPV test now more often than a PAP because we kind of feel now a PAP might even like catch cervical cancer even much more later already i mean that's how it's evolved this hpv yeah, yeah. but there but you know like that's why for me like you know australia you know it's not just the young girls actually there's like a strong woman in the healthcare section they're, they're giving it to the young boys the hpv vaccine yes yes i was gonna get yeah, good heard job that. I've heard that. yeah yeah which i kind of feel is amazing that's the only country that i heard that they're giving that hpv vaccine so here i mean i have to truly say like I mean, there's just so, the HV vaccine, I have moms who are coming, like, oh, what about my daughter, her fertility, her, like, even the COVID vaccine, can everybody, like, stop? Like, <sighs> like a vaccine does not go to your ovaries, it doesn't go and cause yeah. cancer. I mean, we need vaccines, because there's just so many viruses in the world right Amen now. Amen to that. Amen to that. <laughs> okay, so wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We need to go and take this back. Or I want to. I know we're getting too serious. Okay, so we're going to go and have fun. I want to go back to have fun and say, hey, come on. Women need to have pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And they need to be allowed and they need to to, to make sure that they feel that they can do it on their own. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But but, so so how does that work in your trade? I mean, again, we've talked about using. Vibrators. Yeah. Well, that's that first self love comes. You know, and 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 and, and, you know, I mean, being 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 a Filipina has always been about being mahinhin and not talking about this stuff. But I mean, what um, girls, you're growing up. It's healthy to have a healthy vagina that works. Um, work it. I mean, sorry, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just pulling this shit out of my, you know. Um, but out of I mean, your I think it's important. Got it. Got it. Out of my <laughs> non-vagina. But I mean, I think it's 
It's, I mean, they say that it's important to masturbate to get a healthy prostate. I yeah. don't know if that's true, but I, I just follow that. But um, Luis, Luis you know, is for, like, I'm not sure I heard right, but okay. Okay. Sure. But I mean, come on. But, but for women, I, I just, I, I really feel bad because I think that the entire, um, I mean, you know, everybody's against you. You know, the entire society is against you. And I, I really feel bad because it's, it's horrible uh, uh, how, how, how pleasure has been equated to religious sin, right? Mm -hmm. And it makes yeah. you feel bad as a person, um, which I think is completely just ridiculously bad. What would you tell young women and sort of the Panthers and, you know, we need to... Cougar bagyot. Cougar. Hey, maybe may, may Panther, may Cougar, may Cat, depending sa age group. Eh. Yung age group namin, 15 to 17 at a, at so. Yeah. Um, now, so I mean, what's important is, you know, can, can we talk about how important is it to work your vagina for health? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean, sorry. I I'm asking. Sorry. I know about Kegels, but I want to know about pleasure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. There. Go. Go. Well, you can exercise your Kegels and have pleasure. That's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because some some vibrators are really act as like I mean like for Kegels exercise. You know those beads and those balls that you put in. That's Wait. Sorry. Kegels. Yeah. Kegels. Oh, it's a muscle. What is that? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Sorry. Well, because remember, okay, my, my vaginas at a certain point, after, especially after they have babies. I mean, that's why these vaginas are beautiful. I mean, because they give babies, and then after they give us babies vaginally, oh my god, mm. they really change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, especially with all of these home births that are happening right now. So it's really like. <laughs> You really just have to go with the flow. I mean, number okay. one, I, I mean, it really depends on who you're talking to. The young girls, they want to enjoy vaginas with having sex, but then they can't get pregnant. <laughs> and that's where I love having more choices of pills or more forms of contraceptives. And that's why some, I even have young girls now who are talking about IUDs and things like that. Because remember with the young girls, I mean, you want to enjoy the vagina, but then what if you get pregnant? And that's where I want choices of pills and things like that, right? For protection. Yeah. So, you know, for us older women, I think it's more connected to self-love, like you yeah, loving yeah. yourself, right? I, yeah, I yeah. think it's more connected I, to that, right? I, that you can. And, and, and you don't need men to do this, or did, you know. Please, uh, men are overrated. What was it in Wonder Woman, the first movie? Parang for procreation, absolutely necessary, but for pleasure, absolutely not. Diba? No, no. But, you know, on a serious note, I think, Doctora, you brought up a really, really, for me, a point that I had not quite digested before, which is, again, historically, we're taught young girls. You want to, young girls even trying to be empowered. If you want to feel your body and be ganyan ganyan, you should have sex whenever you want. Da -da 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 -da. The truth of the matter is you don't and actually have a higher chance of achieving orgasm if you don't. You yeah. buy yourself a vibrator uh -huh. and the chances of a woman having an orgasm vaginally, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, literally with a vibrator are much, much, much higher, higher. than 
through vaginal sex or with vaginal sex yeah. with a partner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Girls, what, don't get what, married. No, no. But it is what, like a good vibrator. Um, wait, no. Give me a second. Yes. But what, what I thought was really important there was if we could get over our own jahe and our own yeah. issues, right? This older women. So we can yeah. talk to younger girls and say, you know, yeah. pleasure is a good If you learn how to do it yourself, manually yeah. or with a vibrator, you have years and years ahead of you where anytime you're feeling horny, yeah. quest, you can get off and you don't have to have sex to yeah. do it. Right? Yeah. Which then reduces Safer. your chances of pregnancy, of sexual transmission. Uh-huh. of all these things, diba? Yeah. If you then want to have sex because there's a moment, there's intimacy yeah. or you're out and yeah. wild or whatever it is, no judgment again, yeah. fine. But again, we're back to choice. At least okay. now you have Exactly. Choice. And I was going to say, I love the fact that, you know, we bring back the choice to you women and not to them men. I love how Luis is like them. <laughs> like them. <laughs> Sorry. Like, you know. No, because yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's, 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 you know, I am, I am all for this. And, and, and one of the things that I think is very difficult growing up, I, I mean, I, I, I felt that and I was part of that living in, a, in, in you know, uh, being in part of a Catholic school and having priests breathe down your neck, um, nothing else happened. But oh my God. No, no, I'm just saying this. Okay. Um, but the reality is, you know, um, it is so much easier for us men um, to talk about pleasure because it's just easier and, and it's been more talked about. And, you know, masturbation is usually men and, 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 and all of that, right? I think it's important to, to let Filipino women know that it's dude it's cool it's nice it's important and it's explore and and this makes you happy as opposed to feeling guilt and mm-hmm. and and just inadequacy because of what your body is telling you to do anyways right yeah i completely agree go bams you're the the author of of pleasure <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it's also the way the conditions to think about sex. Sex is something that a man takes to a woman, pleasure mm-hmm. for his own pleasure, and something that a woman gives to a man for his pleasure. You know, so in the scheme of things, like her orgasm is less important than his, right? But also, I can see that sometimes a woman would rather the guy come already, so it's all done, right? Well, you know, and the bad guy, choice. One Bad choice. Like, you know, whether, whether, I know, no, but I'm just saying, like, one of my friends would say, like, her husband, you know, they'd be like, you know, you're married, you're not in the mood, but your husband wants, whatever. I just touch the prostate, it's done, and I can go to sleep. But, you know, that's also part of it, right? It should be pleasurable for both. Like, do unto me what I do unto you, right? And, yeah. Yeah. You know, in oh, that book, it doesn't was, necessarily end when he comes. Right. In in that book I was mentioning that that boys and sex and girls and sex one by by Orenstein, I really found it enlightening, right? So among other things, Bams, you're absolutely right. She talks about the fact that for many straight couples, it's really about the pleasure of the, the boy. And when they're dating, even it's the girl who has to prove for whatever reason she's desirable or that she loves him or whatever she has to prove by agreeing to various sex acts etc um touching briefly here on porn right in the internet age 
it's also really problematic. And Doctora, I don't know if you would see this so much in the Philippines because I think we're still rather conservative. But one of the things, she's a journalist. One of the things she was saying is, and I just read another article in the Atlantic book. There was a teacher in a New York uh, boarding school who was trying to teach kids about ethical porn consumption. Because she's saying that porn is so accessible to so many kids. Right? Yeah. But no one tells them what is realistic, yeah. what's har- harmful, That's true. what is criminal. So a yeah. lot of times they'll be saying things that are either simulated or actual criminal acts or with minors, right? But because no one has taught them to, to be able to check what is really, you know, don't go there yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You have these kids whose expectations yeah. are deep. That's correct. Yeah. Warp. That's true. And they can lead to some health issues also. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and remember with us, with us, we we just like read things like our, what is it, those five books? And you'd always think it would be like, oh! Yeah. Yeah. So I I think, right? Yeah, but I think more so with them when they watch things. I I mean, they more literal for them. Yeah, right? But also it's addictive. It's like heroin where your first hit, quote, gets you off. But the more you watch it, the more you watch it, the more you watch it, you actually start looking for more and more extreme things. Because what used to work for you before no longer does. And so some of these children, kids really, young teens, find themselves looking into darker and darker and more violent or more, you know, really rather scary things, no? And then thinking that they should try that on their partners. Right. Yeah. So this article was saying choking was apparently something that was considered quite normal now among these kids in the 13 to 15 year old age. Yeah. Again, so, granted, this is the United States, so it's, yeah. it's a different That's thing. Right. No, but I mean, but we're so exposed to the U.S. that these things yeah. completely reflect immediately in the Philippines, and and mm-hmm. it's crazy because people want to emulate yeah. the U.S. And then people don't talk about it. So if they have problems, so you know, if if a young boy were to have anal fissures or something. Or a girl were to have, what, what is it, anal prolapse or something anal like prolapse, that. Yeah. Or, or, you know, itching or something else. Some of them are so traumatized by the idea of telling their parents or telling a doctor. Because talk about the stigma. What have you been doing and why? And that's why I think Doctora's mentioning of no judgment repeated is so yeah. key to care yeah. of our, you know, our girls, our young boys. Yeah, and, yeah. That's really, really so true. Then for us women, it's also so like, remember with us, like physiologic wise, like when we get turned on with us, we're like more really foreplay, foreplay, foreplay. I mean, I also have to explain that to the young girls because they have all of these expectations, right? And I have to tell them it's very physiologic there. Like they like all the kissing and the whatever. But then when you get down there, like it takes a while to find your G spot. (laughs) It's not like magic. Yeah, and then I even tell, because there's some, like, young, like, newlyweds, and they're, like, also disillusioned. Yeah. Well, you have to talk. You have to talk to your husband and exactly. family. Like, and they don't. And this, they in this day and age, still? Yeah, there still is. And you would, yeah, there still are. There still are a lot. I also find right. for okay. guys, for some straight I, guys, Lucase. So two things, two points I want to make. For some straight guys, Kase, it, it is less about actual connection and intimacy and more about proving they're like the porn star. So they watch something and they think they're like, they know what to do. Yeah. They're not actually listening or watching for signals. 
they're trying to do Cirque du Soleil, right? Because they saw it somewhere and supposedly she'll love it and she should be having a grand old time and whatever. And clearly, the woman is probably doing what Bambina said. Kanina na, oh my God, is it not over yet? No, but hello, at that point, they will come probably in half the time. So that's the other thing. Probably. But the other thing I also wanted to say was with regards to... Oh, we were talking about the Turkish stuff and whatever. Yes, this was fascinating to me to learn also. Same book, right? That she was saying, what's interesting is in young, gay, teen, male specifically. No, even female. Young, gay couples who are teens. It's not always about penetration or intercourse. When they say we're yep. going to have sex, there's a range. And so one of the sex counselors was interesting. She was saying, I hate talking about it like it's a baseball game. First base, second base, third, and a score. Mm-mm. Because it's not like that. Any one of those bases could be sex and could be even more satisfying for the woman. Because as Doctora said, the foreplay, the, yeah. the touching on all, yeah. all these things can sometimes yeah. be more pleasurable than yeah. the actual penetrative yeah. intercourse. Oh, sorry, yeah. I interrupted. So, do we, so okay, as a as a male, sorry, just as a guy, um, <laughs> we're trained. No, just no, I no. Sorry, I'm trying to sort of frame this because it's important to just make sure that I mean, uh, we, we we all have the right expectations, right? So it's important to let young girls also know, or young women know that it's not all about that. And that it is important to understand that there are phases of pleasure. As, as a guy, you come, boom, it's satisfying, it's fantastic. But I can see how women coming from a male-dominated sort of world think that if they don't come, they're less. If they don't ejaculate or whatever, you know, if they don't give, you know, if they don't have their own pleasure, it's wrong. I, I, there's so many ways I'm seeing as a guy, as a sort of gay guy, that straight men can make you feel like shit because you don't perform. I'd like to ask you guys talk about this. How is it or what are the things that would make you feel pleasurable or what to tell young girls? Don't give a fuck about what this guy is doing to you or not doing to you because you're safe here. Okay, I'll take what a stab at that. And then pressure, right? I was going to say, Bambina can give actual tips and, and Doctora might even give anatomical ones. But I <laughs> will start this off and, and say exactly what I told my daughter. So I told my daughter, who is 14, I said, honey, at some point you're going to have sex. And I don't know how that's going to manifest, but at some point you will. The only thing I really ask you is you are clear that you want to. You're not feeling pressured into it, right? And the second so thing consent. is consent, we talk about, mm-hmm. right? For sure. So I say, I really don't judge what you're going to be doing as long as it's consensual. Both people really want to do it, right? It's not that it's just okay for the other person. You want to do it. Second, it has to feel good for you. If it doesn't feel good for you, then don't be doing it, right? Um, and of course, there are nuances as you get older. But 14, to me, it's clear to say, if you don't feel good, Wes, don't. Do it. Don't say that you like it. Don't whatever. Yeah. Um, that's sort of how at 14, at least, I'm trying to talk. Having but, well, I mean, what do you see? I mean, do, do any of the girls that come and see you talk about pleasure? What is your experience as a doctor? Yeah. I gave myself pleasure at a young age, and it was easy for me to do this. 
yeah, as a guide. And it was a discovery. It was not, it wasn't an issue. Um, again, the whole issue of women and their bodies is so satanized so many times, you know, <laughs> that how do you, well, how do you deal with this as a doctor? Yeah. Well, being truthful, the younger the vagina, the easier to make it feel pleasure. The sad part is as our vaginas age. <laughs> when pleasure gets harder. Like, physiologically, I mean, I really feel like Mother Nature. Like, it's really like, there was like some, like maybe, maybe it was really true with Adam and Eve and the snake. Because remember, like, we enjoy our vaginas much more easy, but you're fucking afraid of getting pregnant. And then when you can't get pregnant, you can't enjoy your vagina because it gets dry and it gets sad. There you go. <laughs> and it gets sad. That, don't you think it's so ironic? I mean, after this vagina giving babies and right and doing all the job. We should be rewarded, damn it. Right? All that hard work and this is all I got. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it's really sad. So I have vaginas who had a lot of babies. That's the saddest. <laughs> the ones who had it vaginally and a lot of them and big ones. And it's really sad. And I get so like, you really feel sad for the vagina. <laughs> but there are ways, I mean, but still, it's really hard to bring back that vagina. Once babies are through it. Curious yeah. then, if we're talking literally, uh-huh. is the clitoris... Literally? Yeah. Yes. Most women actually come literally versus vaginally. Yeah. It's, it's pretty rare for women to yeah. come vaginally. Literally uh-huh. though, is the clitoris or clitoris, I know there's a bit of yes. a debate there. Okay. Um, is that <laughs> affected by childbirth? No, no man, right? Because well, of the location. No, I have to... If it's like really really traumatic childbirth like mm-hmm. yeah and remember with the clit and finding it i mean it's a part of a vagina but if you have a vagina that's this big already right, right? yeah <laughs> i love a doctor she literally yeah. puts on her yeah, we can. okay we can surgically fix and landscape vaginas but once something that i mean enormous goes through it I mean, there are nerve endings and like sensitive. I mean, that's another angle with all of this vaginal birth and everything. I mean, it really, but giving birth is just really hard regardless. And there really are, and it changes a woman's body so much. I want to hear from the pleasure writer. Bams. Pleasure writer. (laughs) Lou was asking, so women, there's so many ways for men to kind of make consciously or not. Or for society, women feel uh, inept or not good enough or to not enjoy their pleasure in this. So when having, what should women do? Like, and I mentioned with my daughter, I said, just make sure at this age appropriate level for me. Yeah. Make sure you're enjoying it, right? Because if you're not, don't feel pressured into it, et cetera. So, like for, for other but women, you have to be able to explore your body. You have to be open to exploring your own body to see what gives mm. you pleasure. And you have to be prepared to say no to your partner if there's something you, you don't like, right? Exactly. I mean, I, I had a boyfriend one time who wanted to like slap me. And I just said, oh. really sorry. But I said, literally? Yeah, because <laughs> he said again, sometimes some, some girls like, like it. Yeah. yeah. So no judgment. Like it, some people might don't like, like it. Fine. You know, that's yeah. okay. But I just said to him, no, I said, I think he, tra- no, he actually tried to slap me like in the middle of sex. And then I just said, 
Please don't do that. I don't like it. And then he goes, oh, oh, because there's some girls that like it. I said, well, I'm telling you now, I don't. Yeah, ask the question, bitch. Yeah. No, but, but a lot of women were so conditioned yeah, to just exactly. accept it because his pleasure, the guy's pleasure is yeah, paramount to your that. pleasure. So yeah. you just say, you just okay. go along with it and all the, all the while, pala, you don't even like it, right? So I think, yeah. I, you know, from, from what I'm hearing is it's really important. I guess um, it's very empowering uh, to hear you guys talk and to basically say, as women, you don't, you really don't need men to make you feel pleasurable. You just need to go and explore yourself and be real. And you can do it on your own because men are really sometimes, or most of the time, just a stupid accessory. Um, So, no, let me me clarify something here because I think you're touching on something that's really important. And I think my my daughter, even at one point, um, had a teacher who, was upset with the idea of feminism because she didn't okay. want us to be anti-men. And I said, so here's something that I think a lot of Filipinos hear. Feminism just means, or be a feminist just means you believe in equality. That's it. That's all it means. And because right now the power structure is a certain way, we call it feminist because we have to equalize, right? Mm-hmm. It is not the same as misandry, which is the hatred of men. Mm-hmm. Of it's men, absolutely. Yeah, nobody has to be better. No, no, nobody has to be better. You're touching on something I think is equal. Yeah. But I think you are touching on something that is key. I do think so much of society does teach women, and I will argue particularly Filipina women, that our worth is tied to a man's approval in terms of how we we have sex, um, you know, a bunch of things. I think that needs to be untaught from our girls. But I also think it has to be unthought from our boy. Men. If we talk yes, about racism, yes. it is not the job of people who are oppressed to be trying to fix things. It's the, really, truly the people who are benefiting from Oppressing. it. Oppressing, yeah. Yeah, to kind of figure it out and help us figure it out or help us reverse it. In, in much the same way, I have, my son is much younger. My son is 11. So I won't talk to him about consent in, in a way that's really for adults, right? But from a very young age, I have said the word, if it's not fun for the other person, it's not fun. So if no, you're playing with somebody, yeah, if you're playing tag with someone and they say stop or they're scared, that's it. If you want to hug somebody and they don't want to be hugged, you respect that, right? Like some kids really well, are that is. Right. And that's, I do think that it's, I guess what, what, I'm, what I want to emphasize from what you're saying is, yes, we have to teach our women about self-care, self-love, Know, yeah. empowerment and all this but we also boy how do yeah. that's right <laughs> so, no yeah. And that, yeah yeah absolutely yes and and being a boy and being you know i grew up in this entire with, with this entire sort of structure i'd like to find ways to make sure that women feel um supported and and empowered without necessarily talking about men being Thought something else, right? I mean, yes, I understand your point very clearly because this talks about rape culture and all of that stuff where, you know, young boys need to change. We need to just be aware. But parallelly, I think women need to also feel very comfortable in their own selves and their own bodies and say, yes, this is okay to do this. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, The vibrator is a good start, right? 
I think of vibrators. <laughs> vibrators are oh, good. You, isn't it? For your for yeah. your younger vaginas, do you find that they're more actually for the vaginas in the spectrum of the vaginas that you see? Are you seeing more usage of, of vibrators? I kind of feel my women who talk about it more are really like like the older women. Yeah. Rather than the younger women. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean what I I mean I get more from them. Yeah, in that sense. You've you've also retrieved some wandering vibrators, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like what well well the things that I hate are like tampons that get left there for days. That's uh-huh. like the scariest thing ever. Like Isn't I don't even talk about it. I mean you can get yeah. Yeah. Home, right? That's true. And be in the ICU and die. <laughs> yeah. Thing the string gets lost or they forget about it. Like they literally yeah. forget. Like they really come to me and they just like complain of like like a shitty smelling vagina. Abdominal plate. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Really? And then I'm kinda like going near it and I kinda like, oh my god, I think I know. Because you can really smell it. Maybe we have to change the topic. No, I think this. You're no, not at all. On the contrary, let's just go through because it. Because yeah. literally, that's why I like the menstrual cups better because you can feel it that it's there. Okay, yeah. it's it's also eco friendly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I never thought I could make that switch. I thought I was too old, and then <laughs> okay, once I figured it out. You figured out. You have to just figure it out. Thing. That's yeah. my thing about you menstrual have to figure cups. It out. I have Two things to say. The learning curve is intimidating. Yeah, that's true. So I yeah. keep hoping and praying for some fantastic innovator to make a menstrual yeah. cup applicator and remover. That's true. And the remover. Yeah. 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 It's true. That? And then the yeah. learning curve is easier. Yeah, because like two weeks ago, I already had like a lodged menstrual cup. And it was really like, I think she was trying to, and it really like just got pushed oh in. God. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, because remember, I have different like, I have short vaginas and long vaginas and tight vaginas. So, like, it really <laughs> depends. I love, it. I love it. There is no one vagina, ladies and gents. Um, but I love them all. I love all my vaginas. And I want them. to be happy. <laughs> I want to be happy. You know, it's funny. But really and truly, we gotta. I think Lou had such a great point here about loving your body and really trying yeah. to... No, because can't be nice. You're so shy. Like, you know, when they come to me, like, they're so shy. A lot of them. I don't have a lot of bambinas. I wish I had a lot of bambinas. <laughs> I have fun with the, the bambinas. <laughs> so, so <laughs> the other ones, I have to really pull them out and like... Especially like, you have some patients that come with their husbands or partners. So the more, but they're quiet, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, wow, that's, that's hard. Okay, wait, I, I did have a second question because we did touch on it and I think oh. it's important. And the, so, for example, us naman, we deal with dermatological issues, right? Yeah. So our issue with the washes is so many uh-huh. of them are heavily perfumed yeah, yeah. it's true. and it's actually like allergen yeah, right so it's true not for everyone if you're not allergic yeah, yes. but for some grabe, the irritations we yeah. see and it's such true. A yeah. so i guess my where i wanted to go with this was you know hearing from an expert here folks who sees yeah. vaginas day in day out yeah the vagina has a normal smell that is not yeah. It's just exactly yeah. how we're supposed to smell. The yeah. dog. It's supposed to be musky. That's why when women ask me about like the vagina, I tell them, you know, that's kind of like the shampoo. It's on the outside. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever shampoo you like, whether it's palm olive or a salt, I mean, it depends on what you want, you know, but I tell them, but what's sacred is the inside. I mean, and the outside part is like you find what works for you. Some, some have the sensitive vagina, some like, you know, and you use something harsh and oh my God, you get like a diaper rash and that kind of thing. Yes. But so what I wanted to get quick, 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 so we have a normal smell that unfortunately I find a lot of women think is, is the one that we have to match. Okay. But there are smells that can be signs of infection. Right? Yeah. That's yep. different. That's right. Correct. So, so women should be aware of both. Yes. How you smell normally is not bad. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But you should know yourself enough and check yourself yeah. fairly regularly yeah. enough that if it is really no. off. Yeah. It's really like we really say it's fishy. <laughs> when it's fishy. There's some bad bacteria down there, right? And some lethal and ones, some lethal ones. And it right? doesn't mean you're dirty yeah, or you're gross. It means yeah. there's yeah. an infection. Yeah. Period. And you need to get yeah. a look. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what I have such a hard time with. Because remember, I'm in a mask. Because ideally, when I do my physical exam down there, we call it the whiff test, where I literally have to smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever it is there. Yeah. And now yep. it's so hard to do because I have to fucking mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of ask them like, mm, has it been smelly? So which is why now with you telling me, like, you know, you have to know what your normal smell is. I have to tell them that. <laughs> yeah, that's part of knowing yeah. yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. You also have to watch out for, uh, gross word, but discard, right? Yeah. Discoloration yeah. and all that. Again, you and know, this is where... Okay, with Louise, this is where men again come so like you are just so blessed. Like you you can see you can see your balls, you can feel your balls, you can look at your dick. Like me, I can't even see my cervix. I can feel it, but I cannot see it. Yeah. <laughs> like my ovaries, I know what to look for. I won't be able to reach my ovaries. Right. Yeah. Like um, and so also, ladies who are watching or listening, don't uh, stick your hand up looking for your ovaries. Just don't. Yeah. You won't get there. Right? You won't get there. Or don't stick anything inside yeah. yourself yeah. looking yeah. for your ovaries. Yeah. Although I can't complain. That's why I was, I evolved into a gynecologist because <laughs> you need someone to look and check and see. <laughs> exactly. That, that's wow. why you chose that specialty. Yeah, I like it because, you know, it's about women and it's things that I feel and I can relate with. Like, right? I mean, so it makes it easier. And I have fun. It's like I'm, like I have girl talks with my women and I have fun with them. But that's part of the thing, right? You want a Uh a doctor that you can speak to, a gynecologist that yeah, that's yeah. That's why I try to make it fun because can you imagine if you're like, like, like Dr. Doom, like it's so heavy. So I like having fun with my girls. <laughs> and I even tell them, okay, come on. Like, what, did you do anything naughty? And then it's fine. I'm not going to judge. You just have to let me know and I'll take care of it. <laughs> right, Bambina? No, but I had a doctor in South Africa, right? Moving by Mirena and everything. And then he says, well, that's it. This, the last one, I guess you're not going to, you know, need another one i said why because well you know you said you were you were divorced and being are you remarried and then i said oh so do you have a partner i said do i need to have a partner 
are you trying to ask me if I'm still sexually active? I said, the answer is yes. So I still need another Mirena there. I'm not, I have no signs of menopause. He should well. change his field. He should not yeah, be a gynecologist. Right? He does not know how like to talk women. <laughs> All these fuddy-duddy old yeah. men and everything. Yeah. Oh, that's why, that's why coming to you is like a breath fresh air when when someone comes in i don't even say like are you pregnant like okay what because like you can't even like even if she's this big i don't say it because like sometimes because they're just not and then it's so sad it's like (laughs) right because someone comes in big and i'm like probably pregnant but i'm not gonna say it i'm like (laughs) about because i'm not gonna say like oh you're pregnant and then literally she says like oh no i'm not pregnant i'm just fat and i that's so yeah, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so guys, I'm going to have to be the bad person in this episode. Okay. Sorry, we're wrap to up go. because I am the bad. I'm the bad one. I'm the bad cop here. Okay, bring us. But back. I do bring want to bring this. I want to bring this back to something that's very important. I, I I want to make sure that we all remember that this is, you know, how does sexual pleasure impact? us as Filipinos. That's an important uh, sort of thought to keep. Um, and to each of us, like, I mean, Dr. it's what would you basically recommend young girls? You know, we need to make young girls feel confident, feel very, very gracious yeah. about themselves yeah. in their own selves. And, and con- I mean, just the whole issue of trust yourself and trust what you feel and, and know that you're okay. What are the recommendations that you would give them to A, keep obviously an incredible um, sort of healthy profile and then B, just just make sure that you're okay when you feel pleasure. It's fine. Well, I think that comes with confidence in yourself and, and the self-love that you can like really, yes. I, mean, I think that's where it comes from, especially for us because now it's been so taboo for so long. But like, especially with the younger girls, especially because, I mean, they're scared about that and they're scared of their souls. So it really has to come with like confidence. And then after that, like, then you learn your self-love and then you learn to know what you want for yourself and not what somebody else wants for you or what you want to pretend to be. And it, it all evolves from that. I kind of feel that's just what it is. Right. I mean, I, I think that, that that's, I mean, the most important thing there is really mm-hmm. like, I feel it's really self-love. Yeah. Like you have to like, really, I mean, have to understand that. Yeah. But it's a process. It's really confusing also because women, even up to now, women are being given mixed messages, right? Like you say, men, boys, be popular in school. You have to put out to a certain extent. And, you know, I've been with all the pressures of, of pornography and you know mm-hmm. all that but then men are conditioned or socialized to think well you can fool around with this kind of girl but you marry the good girl right, right. so right. It, it's really confusing for a lot of women why can't you be a good girl that likes sex right. like me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i want to really I, you know i've said this already before but i really am so grateful um to dr hansen because i think you know, there's a phrase that she kept repeating and I, to me, it's magic having grown up in this country and really struggled and coming to terms with my sexuality, what that means. Parang, 
going from it's all evil to yeah. if you're going to rebel, wala na, magwala ka na. <laughs> like, because you're not allowed to talk to, to talk about it at all. So something actually, before I get to the Torres thing, something Louis said that, that before that we always come back to and I think it, it's appropriate here as well. We really need to talk about these things. Right? So there's so many things us Filipinos, we don't like to talk about because it's uncomfortable, it's nakakatakot, it might be yeah. offensive. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing. How will we grow? How will we improve? How will we face these things, etc.? I think that applies here. So going back to what I think is the gift of what Dr. Hansen kept saying is she kept repeating the term without judgment. Without judgment, without judgment. If you can have a doctor as a young woman or a confidant or a parent or whatever, yeah. Who can listen to all of your questions about your happy, sad, or everything in between vagina? Right? I think that really makes all because I think we're so scared of being judged. Yeah, no, that's true. It's hard for the young girls. It's also hard to get advice from their friends, like a fourteen-year-old asking another fourteen-year-old. Yeah, Yeah. there's nobody who they can harness um, wisdom from, right? Yeah. Well, that's why I like it when I have like, you know, like our age group bringing their young daughters and, that, and I already tell them, okay, yeah, I'm going to be good cop. And then you just have to trust me and I have to tell you, I'm going to censor what I tell you because there's also like doctor-patient privileges and you just have to trust me that whatever it is that she tells me, but I'm here and I'll just make sure she's safe, right? Yeah, it has yeah. to be a safe space. Yeah, I mean, and I literally keep these moms out of my clinic. Can you like leave? <laughs> go downstairs and get a coffee. Yeah, go to Starbucks, please, and leave us. <laughs> I think that's such a gift. Truly, yeah. true. You know, that non-judgmental, that safe space, I yeah. think is such a yeah. gift. Talking, Lou, about how do we help our young girls? How do we help our women yeah. come to that journey of self-love and empowerment yeah. and all that? That is so key. Yeah. Because remember, like, we, we didn't have that. We, we didn't have that at all. How nice to have that privilege. To be yeah, able to it really is. Welcome yeah. new women, new young girls. In yeah. Year four, and basically avoid their bad, sort of the troubles that you guys got from your moms or et cetera, et cetera, right? It's like you prevent them from going through that and just make sure that you're, you're made, you, you love them with, you know, with the, the journey that they have, they're going to go. Although I do tell them that their world is so complicated. Because remember, because we were so sheltered. So in a way, we were also lucky because we had less choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but with them, I mean, they know so much. No, they know so much. They're on the pill when they come to see me. They know about, they, have, they know about like biology and stuff like that. But then I told them, but like, but it's kind of scarier world. Like, like what I just said, like I have, I have herpes, I have familia. Like the HPV really, really scared. It really freaking scared me, this HPV. Because I'm just, I'm just seeing so much of it. Yeah. Like even let's say I have a daughter and she turns out to be like one boyfriend, fiance, husband, but like this guy who's the perfect, perfect fiance and son-in-law to be but he's had three ex-girlfriends and one of them did have HPV she can still have it I mean I have a vaccine but it's still not like 100% and it's really there like I freaking see so much of it in the clinic like mm. and yeah I 
know. And it's it's like a ghost because it's not. I wish it was something. Also, you can think that you're in a monogamous relationship, but yeah, that's true. One of them yeah. is not monogamous. That's right. right. Is, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's another reality, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's right. So it's this is very true. Yeah. So this 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 world with these new viruses, it's just so yeah. a scary world. Tora, on that note, so that we don't keep you here in a month till midnight. Um, because honestly, if you let us, I think we would. <laughs> yeah, I know we haven't talked about so many things about the vagina yet. <laughs> okay, we are more to say. We can. What are we missing? What are we missing that we should know? Actually, on the no, note, wait, wait. I wanted to know? ask: Isn't there a syndrome where where a woman can't stop having an orgasm? Right? There's like this kind of syndrome where I can't remember where I read it, but she always like comes time spontaneously and it's really hard because it's throughout the day doing normal things mm-hmm. supposedly wow. that that's a that's a good that's, that's a good one really nice to have <laughs> that's a good one to have all the time <laughs> i know right okay so in spanish i don't know if this is what you're talking about bambina wow. but in spanish i knew this it was called furor uterino furor uterino furor uterino uterine furor it, it contracts. Your uterus contracts, contracts all the time. So it's like you're having an orgasm. Okay, that I would not know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, I read about a case. Some woman, like even in a job interview or something. I mean, that's too much pleasure. <laughs> okay, so that's someone, stressful. Has to, someone has to put, up in a bo- put that in a bottle and sell it in BMB or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy it. <laughs> Ah, I love it. I'm sorry. I still want to be a pig that has a 30 minute orgasm. Right. No. Pigs have 30 minute orgasms? 30 minute orgasms. Okay. God. You know what else I read? It was interesting anatomically. So, all, so one thing I also wanted to say my my sister's in med school Uh and, uh, she was really fascinated when she did the the OBGYN um what do we rotation. call it? rotation yes wow. and she was saying it's just so fascinating Lau. and also it's kind of shocking how little we know still yeah. considering right yeah. and this reminded me of an article maybe 5 years ago 3 years ago that i read that we're only just now starting to understand the clitoris and what it really looks like because yeah. everyone used to think of it as this little doorbell Right? The doorbell button there. Oh my God, it's attached to a huge, pure, Pyrdalese looking, Pyrdalese looking thing. It's freaking big with a little doorknob, doorbell nose. It's shocking. When I saw it, and some some person in France, of course, uh-huh. made like a puppet or something to, to uh-huh. store up. When I saw it, I was like, Oh my God. No wonder the whole thing pulsates when it's happy, right? So, just to say, there's a lot going on down there, ladies. That we don't even know, man. Yeah. Well, the vagina's amazing. I mean, when you actually, when you see childbirth, although it's kind of scary, but when you just see how it just like changes. Yeah. I mean, a child, right? Although it kind of is freaky though, but it's also amazing. No, but it's also amazing in a sense like, Okay, a baby comes out, and the bigger they are, like, and then afterwards, I'm like, oh, it's like humpy dumpy. And how am I going to put it back together again? <laughs> okay, but then you know, no, but it just heals so fast, and it's really beautiful. Amazing. I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, so to me, I mean, the vagina is really the center of the universe. Amen. <laughs> but see, power. Right? It is. It's a seat of power. The divine, the divine feminine. There you go. Okay, I'm going to keep right. quiet on that. Yeah. Um, no, I have other things to prove here. <laughs> the other thing I love that someone said was, why do we, when we talk about, you know, you need to, you need to be strong. They're like, you know, grow a pair, right? And they mean balls. They mean testicles. Yeah. And this person was like, dude, have you ever grazed a testicle? The man is down for like, 20 minutes, man. Grow a pair of ovaries because that yeah. can take stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And if you think about it to the first point, the vagina yeah. is like alien. It is so incredible what that goes through and yeah. what, how quickly it can recover, etc. Yeah. Again, you take a testicle yeah. and you just poke that little sucker. That man is down for hours. <laughs> you know? I tell my kids, I'm like, if anyone ever tries to take you, pucha, you aim straight for that. Don't even try to be cute and taekwondo. You aim straight for that the dangly bit. Victoria, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what should we know? Let's say, you know, if you were going to let us go and, and you're talking to the Filipina and what would you really like for, for women to know in this country? What would you like for us to take away? What should we know? Well, what we've all been talking about. I mean, it's just to really take care and love the vagina because like, Filipinas, like, okay, number one, our moms, okay, the pap smear for them, uh, right? Yeah. Although they don't need it anymore where they are now, but they were really like, afraid of pap smears. Pap smears are painful. But the problem really with the vagina, you have, to take, you have to take care of it because it's really like, it's down there. It hides a lot of secrets, right? And if you take good care of it, it will give you so much love. <laughs> if you really take, but you have to take good care of it no because it is it's like hidden way inside and don't forget doing a pap smear although now our rules for pap smears are evolving they're changing well the more it five years now well it depends on how many people you're meeting but if you're kind of like friendly then it's more often <laughs> friendly vaginas i have to see a lot more often <laughs> Right. But the anti-social ones, that I don't need to see them so much anymore. <laughs> the shy ones. <laughs> the shy ones, yeah. The anti-social ones are fine. I, can, I don't have to see them that often. But when they're too friendly, that I have to see them very often. <laughs> I mean, because performance, yeah. performance machines. Kasi That's siya. true, yeah. Oh, they need more maintenance. <laughs> more tune-ups. Yes, more tune-ups. <laughs> performance brings cars. So, yeah. What advice? You know, there are older women who have menopause, who complain about dryness and all that. How? What do you advise well, for them to enjoy, continue enjoying sex? But there, there's new, there's so many new things now. And I mean, um, there's estrogen that just works in the vagina, doesn't go to your breasts. There's now vaginal rejuvenation. There's so many new things. But that's why, I mean, and get into it sooner because the trouble with the vagina when it dries off, I mean, it's going to be hard to bring back the joy. Yeah. Because remember when we menopause and we use the estrogen and you lose the blood supply. So that's when, you know, it just like, shrinks and shrivels like like ruins so everything dries up so sometimes i mean we can still fix it but then if it's already like dried up then it's kind of 
It'll be a sad vagina. Yeah. Yes, Wait, I have a lube. weird question. Yes, good lube. Well, but oh, lube yeah. isn't enough because it's, it's not just not the enough. Lube. It also dries it. Because the, the vagina, it also has to stretch and expand. Sweetheart. I'm and not it doesn't happen there. anymore when it's dry. I'm not going to go there. Just trust oh, yeah. me. When I recommend good lube, I'm telling you. <laughs> you know the good <laughs> lube. You're the lube king. Understood. <laughs> I have a question. I have a weird question. Okay. A strange question. Have you ever had like a patient, obviously a female, who decided that they wanted to transition to male or vice versa? Would they also like if a male transitions to female and has, let's say, has the full. No, but actually, you're right. Face? I had like a. Um, okay, so he was male, and then he was on estrogen, and that was a bit confusing. But that one, though, when he had went to me, he had like issues already with his liver because of too much estrogen and things like that. So, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, so you know that's right. Uh, I think they, it's a bit confusing, but it would depend on what their complaint would be, right? And then go from there. Like maybe I'm, most of the time they're playing around with hormones so that if it's yeah, that yeah, part, yeah. then that would be like a, a, gla- a gland doctor, like an endocrinologist. Because mostly the uh, trouble with them is more that. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's more it's that. more the hormones that they take. That's the one that they get into trouble with. Yeah. We'll also see them in derm bams for the same reason. Yeah. When hormones are involved. Right? Then, yeah. And they, um, and they overload sometimes and they like, they fry their, their liver. Yeah. Yeah. In that sense. So yeah. my mom is such a huge believer in coconut oil, as you might or might not know. But she's done clinical studies, you know, randomized double blind. It really well. Yeah. She has several, several studies on it. Um, a lot of them uh-huh. for atopic dermatitis. And stuff okay. Stuff yeah. Like but she's also doing it for COVID because VCO and monolaurin are really well-known oh. to be antiviral. Okay. Yeah. Um, Lipid themselves as antimicrobials uh-huh. compared to the 1800s. Yeah. Anyway, point being, she had a patient. I was making cuenta to Bambina and Lou earlier. She had a patient who had, it was dryness, but also irritation rather deep in the vagina. Okay. And she told her, get the syringe, take off the needle. Yeah. And then yeah. overemphasize. Yeah. Uh, but it with coconut oil, virgin coconut oil, and keep it yeah. in the fridge. It's almost like a suppository. Yeah. When you put it up in the vagina, it melts. Uh-huh. And because, you know, the fatty acids are native to yeah. our membranes. It's and true. All, yeah. It could be an option. But I, I only just caution, I try to remind people, but say you use a condom, ingat, latex condom, yeah. be wary of using oils. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. The latex. Yeah. But I thought I'd share that. if you Yeah. Know, but no, the oil will really work well because like it can really coat my, my vaginal mucosa. I said that's yeah. the, that's why the lubes don't really work because it's really just and you know it's just lube. But you yeah. what you want is also something that just moisturizes, right? Oh. Yeah, my vaginal mucosa there. So it, that does. I mean, for someone who wants to stay more natural and doesn't want, although estrogen is really the best one. I mean, because it really works on the blood supply of yeah. my vagina that will bring back all my moisture and my blood flow and and it makes my my tissues there all moist and soft and happy. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But I would believe, her, I mean, yeah, the oil would work as well. Yeah. Para yung flower mo. Yeah. 
<laughs> coconut flavored. Coconut flavored. Yeah. Coconut flavored. Oh, God. Parang lying. Gata. Gata. Ginataang. Oh, my God. Okay. Ginataang, Peck. Paham. Okay. I know we're explicit. So, guys, please. Pay attention to the big E in the podcast. <laughs> okay. Think on that note, on that note, I think, yes, we've, you know, for me, at least I've had a lot of fantastic takeaway here. Um, it was fun. I, <laughs> and, and honestly, what's going straight in my gratitude journal tonight is the safe space and non-judgment. And I'm going to keep repeating yeah. that mantra to yeah, myself. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Right. Especially in, especially for me in the gynecologist clinic. I mean, you really have to. I mean, no matter how Catholic I am, I mean, I was brought up that way. But I still have to be a doctor first, right? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I think it's such a gift, Doctor. I thank you so much. Really, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> you will be back. I promise. Yeah. Don't worry. We can do a part two. <laughs> mean, There's always a part two. <laughs> always a part two. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much, thank Sarah. You. Thanks for thank your time. You. And thank you for saving these women and their babies and their vagina. <laughs> and thank you for not judging me. Yeah, of course. That's why I love you, dear. I have fun with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the naughty ones. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> why do you love the naughty vaginas? <laughs> More fun with that. <laughs> and we'll come with sparklers. Fabulous. <laughs> Naughty but monogamous, huh? Yes, that's, that's true. Agree. <laughs> Oops, TMI. No sorry. judgment na eh, kabuang. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doc. Ingat. You take okay, care. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Doc. See you soon. Okay. okay. Bye. <sighs> okay. Well. Lou, I'm curious. Well, how was that for you? <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, I honestly, I, I think it's very important. I mean, from, from this point of view, women need to talk about this. Women in the Philippines need to talk about this. And mm-hmm. I want to make sure that people understand that it's very cool and kosher that you ask questions. So to begin with, if you have doubt about anything that you're feeling, or everything that you want to accomplish with your body, A, try to find somebody as cool as Dr. Ahenson that can actually listen to you in a space of no judgment so that you can completely talk about what you're feeling. It's important, it's good, it's healthy, and it will make a difference in how you live your sexual life ahead of you. That is the biggest thing for me. Um, You know, the takeaway... For today, um, as a gay man and as a man and as somebody who sees how women struggle in terms of sexuality, their pleasure, their self-worth with their own pleasure, it's important that you find somebody that you can talk to, whether it's an ob or not, they feel comfortable about that and, and just really find somebody who you can talk to comfortably and with no judgment because truly your sexual health is something that will be with you for the rest of your life. 
So make sure that you have a great stronghold on that, that you're comfortable and that you're happy with your body and what we what you do with it. Period. But onus shouldn't just all be on women all the time, you know. I mean, men also. There has to be a reorientation of the way men think or society okay. in general. That pleasure is a two-way street, also. And you know, there's the whole element of, of reciprocity in sexual pleasure if yes. you want to have sex with a partner, right? Sure. So, and and also that whole Madonna whore thing, that sinner and saint. You know, That's Virgin so Mary, Mary Magdalene thing is just so destructive. It's mentally and emotionally really the havoc it can wreak upon your psyche. Really, yep. you know, it's not, it's not fun. It doesn't help. It holds you back from evolving into a full, fully realized, actualized person of which sex is a part of. Yeah. Right. So I would absolutely say, yeah, everything they said, (laughs) everything you two said, the only other thing I would add to that is, you know, porn, pornography can be something that's really helpful to a lot of people. Um, But there's a lot of stuff that is irresponsible or criminal or messed up. And it can be addictive in much the same way as some substances are. Um, so I do think that, you know, it was interesting in this article that I mentioned earlier that this young boy who was talking about porn, he was like, listen, I realized that the stuff that was working for me before wasn't working anymore. And I started to look for, because obviously the algorithms also suggest more and more and more extreme things. And he found himself starting to go down the rabbit hole and he was the one who decided for himself. And he's a young kid about 16. He said, I need to take a break. And so he gave it about just a week, right? And then he said, when I came back, then the stuff that worked for me before worked again. So I think it's just something to consider because I do think that porn can be extremely healthy, but it can also have, you know, make us have unrealistic expectations about our bodies as women. Uh, men who are trying to learn about women and sexuality is just, that's not the place to get the right well, advice. Yeah, porn is not the place. Yeah. Right. And if you wanted to look at porn that maybe was more realistic or more helpful, actually look for feminist porn. If, I mean, because this is usually porn that is produced by women, uh, for women, and it has a whole different perspective that might be might be helpful if you want to learn more. But, Again, it becomes contextual. And uh, as long as you're not in that private home now, as you said, use it. and, and yeah, but also, yeah, don't I be think we need to remember yeah, but we need to remember that the largest sexual, the most important sexual organ actually we have is the brain, is the mind. And if you nice. fuck that up, then you, you really literally let's screw your chances of learning to regard sex pleasurable, natural, organic thing, right? Yeah. You have all yeah. these hang-ups holding you back. Yeah. Never learn to enjoy it. We live back. So talk about it. Love yourself. Love your body. And yeah, good to go. Fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Was it worth it? Did we work? Put that thing down. Flip it in reverse it. Keep flipping with us. Subscribe to Flipping the Narrative wherever you get your podcasts to listen to our new episodes as soon as they drop. 
We are on social media too. Follow at Flipping the Narrative on Instagram and Facebook and let us know what you think. Or send us an email at flippingthenarrative.podcast at gmail.com. That's flippingthenarrative.podcast at gmail.com. Music courtesy of Cumbia Mamacita by Yoki of Ozen Beats. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Josel Gaston, our sound editor and musical engineer and podcast advisor and overall guru, and to Nami Kapati, the artist who created our awesome logo and visuals. Till we flip again. Till we flip again.